Hello, I'm Dave Gans, MGMA Senior Fellow for Industry Affairs, welcoming you to the Executive Session, a monthly discussion with a healthcare leader on a critical issue of interest to medical practice executives. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Errol Biggs. Errol is the Director of the University of Colorado Denver, the Master's in Health Administration Programs, and he has directed the UCD, Health Administration Programs, for well over 20 years, and prior to his career as an academic, he was Chief Executive Officer at large teaching hospitals. Now, in addition to his responsibilities at the university, uh, Errol, he consults. Uh, he also teaches seminars on system governance, and he holds retreats for hospital boards of directors. Uh, he's authored several books, most recently, Healthcare Governance. Before that, The Governance Factor, 33 Keys to Success in Healthcare. And he co-authored the popular book, Practical Governance. Errol? Welcome. I'm glad we have a chance to talk today. Glad to be here. <laughs> Let's start with a discussion because uh, we're going to talk about the role a graduate program has to educate the next generation of healthcare leaders. Uh, healthcare is changing. What a curricula that w- worked 20 years ago would be completely out of place today. So, as a program director, what challenges does the University of Colorado and other health administration programs have? in creating a curriculum and a course of studies that will educate students today for their job, for their first job and or their next job because you have a lot of, of graduate students that are actually fully employed and many professionals going back for their master's degree. How do you prepare people for a system, a healthcare system is going to be completely different than what we imagine today? Graduate programs in health administration today you're right, are quite different than the days even before cost reimbursement in health care. But most people know that health care costs, this program, this system is not sustainable in the future. And the way health care is going to be delivered has to change fairly radically. So the the students today, we think, and, and uh, again, a third of the Graduate programs in health administration are in public health schools, a third in business schools, and a third of what I call miscellaneous colleges of human development, allied health, and that type of thing. It's our feeling that healthcare, no question, is a business. There's costs that really need to be dealt with and innovation that needs to take place and, and will need to take place on a much more rapid scale than, than it has in the past. The challenge for health administration programs is to give graduates the tools that allow them to be innovative tools that also are able to analyze big data, uh, understand finance, and think strategically. I think it's important that the graduate programs, maybe more importantly than teaching students what to think, is teaching students how to think, how to deal with a totally changing environment. So I see faculty of programs being the whole range of gamut that you have faculty who have experience in healthcare, who are maybe also practitioners. But then you have the academic researchers, and 
uh, and, and people who are, are academics as well as uh, very good teachers. You know, I think University of Colorado Denver uh, Health Restoration Program has, I think, an opportunity and advantage of being part of the School of Business. So you offer, you know, while you can offer a health administration degree, most of your students graduate with an MBA. Right, right. Yeah. It is, that's true. It is an MBA in health administration. That, that is what apparently seems to be very desirable on the part of, of practitioners in the field, that, that people understand business. And, uh, and, and I think and it, that's, I that's think from a student's perspective, uh, it's very easy to say what your degree is. Is if you have an MBA in health administration, yeah. I think from an employer's perspective or a, a hospital system executive's yeah. perspective, they know what that means. Yes, they do, and they know the background that you came to. And I, I liked your earlier comment about teaching students to think. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and yeah. how to analyze, which is a business perspective. It is, and and the analysis of big data is very um, important. Now, another element is I know the University of Colorado, uh, like many other medical school or many other health administration programs, you have both an on-campus program that essentially for working students or students who have relatively limited experience, but you also offer an executive program, right. and that executive program is much more remote, but it it's designed for. Uh, people who are in mid-career or that they may have had one professional degree like a physician right. who's now being brought into administration and they need the skills of an MBA right so so how do you balance you know the needs of students with such diverse experience well one thing is uh, the campus program is is very very traditional we will have students who maybe graduated in May as an undergraduate and come into the program in September and go full-time where they are not working. But we encourage about half our students in the campus program do work in a healthcare organization while going to school, and we encourage that. And then about a third compete for administrative residencies or administrative fellowships when, when they finish the program. The other two-thirds uh, end up in the job market uh, right away. They they think they have a better deal, I guess. <laughs> so that is um, is is very very traditional, and uh, and the students that like you said are getting MBAs, so they are taking the health courses, health law, health economics, health strategy, but they also take some analytical courses in like for example in finance, and accounting. They are taking those courses with other MBA students, regular business MBA students. In the hell in the executive program, and it's one of the older executive programs in the country, about 34 years old, about uh, half of the class are physicians from all over the country. And the way that works, it's the MBA health administration, and it's a hybrid. The students come here twice a year for a solid week of classes, eight to five, for uh, uh, basically 14 days. But they, they start the courses face-to-face. -face. They complete the courses by computer, for computer conferencing, uh, online and face-to-face. -face. Uh, many of the people, including physicians, they're getting the MBA. They're already all working pretty much in 
executive positions in healthcare, or where many of the physicians want to see what their options are. Many are looking to enhance their skills to become chief medical officers of organizations. Some are running medical group practices. Some are actually running hospitals uh, as well as consulting and, and, and other, uh, other areas. And there are other people, like in the executive program, that are, have clinical experience. Everybody in the class is working in healthcare. But there are, are nurses, physical therapists, dietitians, uh, pharmacists that are getting the MBAs. And there are quite a few opportunities for, uh, for example, uh, RNs with an MBA in healthcare and, and uh, moving uh, up and, and directing yeah. nursing yeah. or directing other areas. Yeah. You know, uh, earlier you mentioned before we started our discussion <clears throat> that you actually have had some health systems have a standing opportunity to, to bring one or more of their doctors into your class, and they yeah. do this on a yearly basis. Yes, it's, it's interesting. Uh, a couple of the bigger health systems will uh, offer uh, scholarships for physicians, uh, and a number of the larger healthcare systems will... Uh, sponsor a tuition for maybe their chief medical officers of a hospital or something to uh, to get an MBA. And that, that works out very well. Uh, you know, let's look at the exact opposite. You know, in other words, you know, instead of having physicians or senior executives who are going back for an MBA, for the students on the on-campus program, they have much more limited resources. You've taught a course for over 10 years, which, the, you know, it's a capstone course taken at the last semester the student uh -huh. is, is in is in class, which is a field study, yeah. and it's a six, it's a full semester, so four months where they're expected to spend eight hours a, a week or one full day working in a business on a special project on behalf of the business. Uh, MGMA, we've benefited from one or sometimes two students at a time, and who have been extraordinarily competent in be and doing work on our behalf, doing a a special project spending a significant amount of time, uh, oftentimes much more than that eight hours, yeah. and delivering a good product, and get and they get experience this way. So what are the feedback are you getting both from students as well as from the other places people work? Well, we've done that, that course, our accreditation people are constantly telling us that that is a very strong part of our program. Actually, we've done it over 20 years uh, that we've had that course, but and initially, we select we select preceptors uh, from healthcare organizations. Usually, it's the top management of a healthcare organization as a preceptor, and the students are assigned a fairly major project, and this is approved by the faculty as well as the organization. And we've had some very some uh, very extensive projects in the in the past. But the interesting thing is when an organization sees the results of a, of a particular feasibility study and what the student has accomplished, it's not at all unusual for many of these students to be offered administrative residencies, fellowships in that organization or be hired by the organization. And, uh, and that is uh, not uncommon at all. And, and the other part is uh, 
is using the organization as a reference uh, when when the student finishes. So that's been that's been very successful, uh, and I've been pleasantly surprised at the extensive review and analysis that that these students have done yeah. and completed and gives them great experience. Well, you know, again, MGMA, we've had students every year. This year and, yeah. you know, we, we, in fact, one thing we found is that we need to task them more yes. because they bring so much, yeah. especially they may not have as much ex, you know, experience or perspective, but they have intensity mm -hmm. and a willingness to work hard. And yes. that, that helps tremendously. Uh, you know, an, another thing, you know, since we're talking about change, uh, at one time, most graduate programs in health administration focused on inpatient services. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, that the University of Colorado was one of the first graduate programs to really move away from so much hospital focus to being looking at other parts of the health system, of, you know, ambulatory care, medical groups, uh, working in consulting or insurance companies. Uh, so, what are you doing now that said you you know that you're not doing twenty that you're different from what you were doing twenty years ago, and more importantly, where do you think the health administration program should be going, because healthcare is changing. Well, it, it, you're right about the focus years ago was traditionally on hospitals. In fact, the programs, most of the programs were called graduate programs in hospital administration. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and Colorado was one of the early ones also to introduce students to other areas of health care and that are becoming, uh, that the field is just changing dramatically. And for example, the outpatient services that are being offered now and some of the corporations of Walgreens, Walmart, other companies that are providing and delivering health care uh, th this has changed, and uh, we think the the students, our students now, are looking at. Uh, or get, well, first of all, we expose them to other areas by outside speakers, by uh, encouraging faculty to review and teach areas that may not have been traditional uh, hospital type delivery of care. But we've got students now that are uh, looking at wanting to go into consulting, healthcare consulting, uh, biotech firms, big pharma, pharmacology, uh, healthcare systems, uh, medical group practice, as you know, is, is huge. And uh, uh, we, we have a number of graduates that, that uh, go into medical group practice. And so it, it it's uh, it's just expanding broadly, and and that's where the MBA is is very helpful and uh, 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 for graduates to have uh, a basic uh, foundation of an MBA. Yeah. In, healthcare. in fact, I can see why having an MBA with a business perspective, which is broad across uh, all types of, of services, health, in in healthcare outside of healthcare, is is important. But you know, but then looking at the diversity of the healthcare environment, what else can you be? What else do you think the, your program and other educational programs could be doing to prepare students to work in pharma, or work in a consulting environment, or working up on Wall Street? You know, because yeah. that's a, that's another area that is taking many new graduates. I think the the uh, 
ability, and, and this is strong in business schools, I believe, uh, more so maybe than, than other uh, healthcare home bases, if you will. The point that, that I, I, I think it's a combination for, first of all, exposing the students. As long as you have a base, the basic curriculum that involves finance, that involves data analysis, that involves all, all aspects of strategy and analysis and uh, finance and, and, and all the, those areas, then uh, you have that base. But then exposing the students through internships, field studies, administrative residencies, fellows, and then having guest lectures. I'm a big believer in using practitioners to interact with students and to lecture to students. And if, if a student has not even been exposed to uh, a biotech company or a consulting uh, firm, and they are signed there as an intern or uh, the, the uh, practitioner from those areas lectures to the students, we find a lot of students start to really investigate that area of health care. And uh, so it, 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 uh, it, it seems to be very important. Yeah. It seems to work. Well, also I know that the University of Colorado is a member of the Business School Alliance and Health Management. Um, you know, and BAHM is the initials. BAM. Yeah, BAM. Uh, there are 16 top medical, top health administration programs that are in schools of business that are elsewhere in the nation. In fact, I understand they're actually moving more worldwide. So, you know, that's another benefit for learning what's going on. But, okay, so how does your participation as a, in this type of entity helps your students and also how, how does it help the program yeah. to, to get better? It's really a unique group. There are... There are five universities that uh, founded this group. And the five universities were Harvard, Duke, Wharton, uh, Berkeley, and Northwestern. And, and they were good schools. And we were number six asked to come into that group. But the, the group has uh, uh, just recently, I uh, was at an annual meeting of that group, and we have case competitions among each, each year each university sends three students, and these are really interesting case competitions on a subject in health care. And in March of 2020, uh, Boston University is one of the schools, and they're going to be hosting it. We hosted it a couple, three years ago. But the most important, one of the most important functions or activities to me is the group is now reviewing each other's curriculum. We're looking at what is the curriculum at each of the schools? For example, if Harvard teaches strategy one way, what is the University of Colorado doing? And how is it doing it? Uh, so that uh, we can look at all the 16 members' curriculum and look at are there courses, uh, new courses, different courses in innovation, for example, or in uh, business analytics or data analysis, whatever you want to call it today. And that also keeps, I think, universities 
more current about what their curriculum should be. If you're analyzing some of the top business school programs in health administration and what their curriculum is and what they're teaching or not teaching or what they've changed. That to me, that benchmarking aspect of the Business School Alliance is just, just critical. You, you, you can't duplicate well, that. This is the essentially you're benchmarking your curriculum and your work against that of other universities yeah. and learning from them. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's, yeah. it's and, and it benefits you, but also benefits the other organizations as well. Yeah. And it's it's a very interesting uh, group. And now uh, we're even uh, the group is looking at how uh, to market some of these graduates of the programs mm -hmm. as a package to big. Uh, Healthcare systems and uh, and that's uh, that's that's very yeah. very it's going to be very interesting. That is, um, I know that well your campus program and your executive uh, MBA program they are they're fully accredited by the Commission Accreditation of Healthcare Management Education, yeah. uh, but also I know both programs are ranked by U.S. News and World Report. Yes, they are. Yeah. Now of course that has I suspect <coughs> both benefits and problems. Yeah. Because uh, I, you know, I know that when, you know, when, when people look at you in a national ranking, that national ranking becomes one gauge that you, you can't lose. <laughs> you have to keep, you have to, you have to keep, keep improving. So tell, tell me a little bit more what the benefits that you've seen, and then also are there problems that you've experienced because you know, of having of it being good, well, <laughs> maybe too good. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, it's, rankings are like uh, a number of uh, other areas in, in uh, determining what, uh, how good a university is. But the, the bottom line is the, the rankings are determined by faculty around the United States in these programs, basically voting on what they think are the better programs. And, uh, and obviously that's based on, on faculty. What is the uh, production of faculty? How, how good researchers are they? How much have they really published? What is the reputation of the students? That, what do employers perceive as, as uh, strong programs? And we, uh, it's interesting, we constantly have some similar organizations, big organizations that have two or three or four of our graduates, and it's true of other universities, and they come back to us to hire future executives. And, but the advantage is there's no question that the, the rankings are, are, are seen by applicants to the program and students that are applying to four or five universities. They look at uh, is the program accredited? Is the program ranked? Uh, and that that that's uh, make, makes yeah. a big difference. It's a great recruiting tool. It is. Yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah. And maybe one other question that's really look at not so much formal education, but I think of uh, MGMA members, uh, healthcare executives. They have a lot on their schedules. Most of them, they may already have an MBA, or they may not. You know, they may have. May not have the time away from the job to where they could become an take an executive program. So, what advice can you give to a physician or administrator who is thrust in a leadership role 
and is looking for advancing their knowledge. You know, if they if they could not take an MBA, what what else could they do to advance their knowledge and better prepare themselves for a future role? Well, it's it, there are different I think combinations. There's some uh, universities that will offer certificates in in areas of finance, accounting, even healthcare management in general, just a certificate as opposed to uh, university credits. I think that there are various ways, and I've advised people that are not ready or, or, or don't feel they have the time to do both a full-time job and take uh, an MBA. But part of the problem, we think we've helped that along in that a large proportion of our students are, are quote, part-time. It's taken them a little longer to finish an MBA in healthcare, but yeah. they're they're doing it one class at a time or yeah. two classes. Six and, years. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, I I tell students all the time if you're working in an organization, a healthcare organization, and you're getting pretty good experience, uh, maybe you shouldn't be in such a hurry to get out of the graduate school. You ought to uh, stay there and and t- and and continue moving up in that organization or, or, and getting that experience. But outside of a, a certificate or outside of the person uh, doing their own reading or, or, or going part-time, also I've encouraged uh, physicians uh, that are in some part of private practice to get on, if they're in a health system or a big medical group practice that has kind of key committees or to get active in uh, these committees and in the management of a facet of one area of a big medical group practice, of a healthcare system or a hospital or biotech uh, in, those, in any of those areas. That's that's about the options that uh, yeah. obviously I'm, I'm biased. <laughs> I, think I know you're biased in education, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, anything you'd like to add to our conversation? I think the whole area of future of health care is the way health care is going to be delivered. The population is aging. There's going to be people are living longer. Uh, there's going to be dramatic changes, I think, the way health care is delivered and who delivers it. I think if, if uh, graduates of these programs have a strong foundation and the basic business skills, I think they're going to come up with changes in how how healthcare is delivered, and and I, a lot is going to depend. Like medical group management association is in a very good position to affect a number of these changes. The number of physicians that are practicing in groups now compared to year, several years ago, uh, you know, the days of Marcus Welby are gone, and. Uh, and the medical groups are going to have a big influence on the change of how health care is delivered. And uh, I think uh, I, I, I am biased a lot towards uh, physicians. And when I was a hospital CEO, physicians know the product. They know the product line. And if you add business schools, uh, add business courses, uh, which physicians never get in medical school, to uh, these people, and, and, and not just physicians, but clinicians of, 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 of any clinician. Uh, that really will add to 
uh, innovation in healthcare, I think. Well, Errol, thank you so much for your time. I believe our listeners will find this discussion most interesting, and I'm pleased to have the opportunity to have talked with you today. Thank you. I enjoyed being here.